Hi guys, and welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud Together podcast. This is the second episode. Mm, I made the first episode and then I was really, really ready to go. Like, I was ready. And like, I just wanted to make more. I was really excited. I was uploading it to all these different platforms. And then basically today, what happened, well, I guess over the last week that I kind of lost my spark. And maybe spark is a strong word because I'm not sure I had the spark fully yet in the first place. And I don't think I fully lost it. But I was like working on this list of ideas. I don't have a ton else going on right now. I kind of talked about that in the last episode, the first episode. And I was like, huh. Like, I just don't really know what to make it about. Like, I had all these ideas, but I didn't feel like I had a long enough. Like, I wanted to make something that was a little longer than, like, like I think the last one was 25 or 28 minutes or something. And I wanted to make something a little longer. And I wanted something that I felt um, at least semi-confident talking about. Like, I have a lot of ideas, but I don't know that I have, like, the most flushed out thoughts on them. And this was kind of something I was thinking about. And I've been thinking about it for a while, maybe my whole life. Um, But it's something that I think comes up for me on school breaks a lot. I mentioned I'm on school break right now. And so, yeah. I guess I've just been thinking about this. So today's topic is hobbies, thinking about hobbies, I guess, thinking out loud together about hobbies. And so it's going to be two parts. I think the first part is, I guess, something I've been thinking about is what makes something a hobby? Like, I guess, where is the line between a hobby and an interest? Where is the line? I think something would be cool to learn about and a hobby. Where's the line between something I read about on Wikipedia and a hobby? How many times do I have to do th- do something for it to be a hobby? And I guess a little disclaimer, I'm not trying to be the hobby police or like I'm not trying to gatekeep hobbies. I guess it's just something I've been thinking about. Um, and like why are some hobbies considered cool or interesting or more unique and some are considered, you know, not a hobby, general, lame Um, I'm putting these in air quotes, but you can't see that. But just so you know, I'm using air quotes. I don't believe in that. But I know we all succumb to that pressure kind of to think about hobbies and interests like that, especially of other people. Um, And I guess I want to explain to like share my perspective a little bit and why I've been thinking about this is kind of how I got onto this topic or idea for this episode. Because lately, specifically like over the last couple of weeks over winter break, I've been trying to get into some kind of different activities than I normally do or different types of I've been trying to like expand and watch different types of TV shows recently. Um, Kind of just because I've been trying to watch stuff that really gets me engaged and really helps me um, kind of stay out of my mind to be feel calmer, stuff that kind of gives me a broader perspective on life. Like I've really been trying to take in, that's probably too much. I've been trying to take in like media and material and consume stuff that's genuinely kind of helpful, inspiring. Mm, I sound annoying. I'm trying to consume media that's inspiring, but like stuff that gives me different perspectives, stuff that I'm really genuinely interested in watching, stuff that I want to learn more about, that kind of thing. And not that I didn't do that before, but there's some things that are like, like kind of interests or hobbies in my mind that I've convinced myself are niche. And this is more what the second part of this episode is going to be about. Um, I'm going to record it in two different little chunks, but something, I guess, going off of what I was saying that I've been trying to get into some different activities, types of shows, that kind of thing. I know that when someone asks me though, what my hobbies are, 
I get really nervous and really awkward and I cannot come up with anything to say. Like you're meeting your friend's friend or your family members ask you what you're doing or like, like extended family members. Like maybe this comes up around the holidays. Maybe this comes up going back to school for a new semester. Maybe this just comes up meeting different people at work, starting a new job, that kind of thing. But like, I never know what to say to that. And I feel like that can't just be me. And it's not that I don't have any interests, any hobbies, any anything. I feel like I do. I think everyone does in some way or another, regardless of what we think of them, or regardless of how we even think about, if we think of them as hobbies ourselves, there's still our hobbies and our interests and things we're paying attention to, things we want to look at more of, things we know about, that kind of thing. Um, but like, I never know what I can count as a hobby. Like, I guess part of my thought process is like, what what can I say as a hobby? What do I know enough about? Like, do you have to know a certain amount of something for it to be a hobby? Like, I guess something I also say is like, or something I guess I'm also thinking about is like, is watching TV a hobby? Like if I turn on a show on Netflix, I'm watching, like I'm watching The Crown sometimes right now. I haven't watched The Crown all week, but I was watching The Crown a couple weeks ago, a lot. Like, is the watching TV my hobby? Like I, I like watching TV some of the time. Sometimes I enjoy it. I, I do it a decent amount sometimes at different periods in my life. Like, why shouldn't it be a hobby? But it's an activity that the vast majority of people, at least where I live or around me, do too. So, like, hmm. You see where I'm left with? Like, or, like, is, like, personally, I'm, I like learning about different things a lot. And that's something I'll get into later too. But, like, is reading about different topics on Wikipedia a hobby? Like, personally, I think reading about politics on Wikipedia and, like, not like that I get my political news from Wikipedia, but I like to read and learn more about like different Congress people or different committees or that kind of thing. And sometimes I think that presents media in a helpful way when you're just trying to get or presents topics, I should say, in a helpful way when you're just trying to get more interested in something and point yourself to like other sources or other media, that kind of thing. And I guess something else I've been thinking about is, sorry, I'm talking so fast. I talk really fast in real life, but I'm trying to slow down. Like, I guess something I've been thinking about is, do you have to be good at something or really into something for it to be a hobby? Hmm. And I'm not sure. I guess who's to say something isn't a hobby, right? I guess I want that thread to hang over all of this. But like, I guess growing up, I played a lot of different sports and I was in a lot of different activities, a lot of them being sports or physical stuff. Um, I skied, I played soccer, danced for a little bit, I did gymnastics for a little bit, I took swimming lessons, I did track and field, sometimes I practiced with cross country, I did like this workout summer camp, um, I played volleyball, like I did a lot of different sports at various times, a lot of them overlapping as well. And to be clear, I was not great at the vast majority, if not all of them. You know, not a shining star of athletics, but I did like how it made me feel after, and I did get a lot of benefits from it. I had, I developed teamwork skills. Like it was something for me to do. It was a way to be active. I enjoyed parts of it. Um, not that I enjoyed every moment or anything of sports, but you know, there's good parts. Um, and I wouldn't change that. Um, but like, are those, like, are those my hobbies? Like, like I do feel like I'm, you know, a little bit more knowledgeable about them than, than, than like the average person, you know, I know a little bit, I know from my own experience, I know from what I learned from that, like, 
you know, and I follow some of them. I like to read about them. I like to keep up with what's happening, you know, nationally with track or field sometimes, not a lot, but some occasionally. Um, and so I guess that's something I've been thinking about too. Like, and like, do you ever just have like those, like those topics that you're attached to? Like, I'll get into that more in the last, in the, in the next section, but like, like, are the topics that I'm attached to, that I think of myself as being interested in, but maybe I don't share them super easily. Like, are those my hobbies? Like, like the Olympics. I'm someone who loves the Olympics. I don't love everything it stands for. A lot of problematic stuff associated with it. A lot of abuse. Like, I'm not, not, not into any of that. But, like, I'm really into watching the Olympics. That probably sounds kind of tone deaf and also not great. But, like... Yeah, I don't know what else to say besides that I really like watching the Olympics. Like, I look forward to it for probably the year and a half before, like, the the last Olympics ends. I'm ready for the next one. Like, how long we got. I, I'll watch summer. I'll watch winter. I'll basically watch every sport. Like, I have it on 24-7. And I find it to be so, like, even when it's boring, it makes me so happy. And that's weird. But I've always been really obsessed with the Olympics. Like, since I was little. I love the Olympics. Like, Ah, every time the Olympics ends, I just wish I would have watched more of it, and I watch a lot of it. Sorry, this has turned into, maybe I should make an episode about me loving the Olympics. Wow, that could be big. I do love the Olympics a lot. Um, but yeah. Anyways, like, are the topics that I'm really interested in that I don't share particularly often with people my hobbies? I don't know. What's the difference between a hobby and an interest? I feel like it's kind of the same thing, but maybe what everything I'm naming is an interest and I don't actually have any hobbies. I really have no freaking clue, but anyways, also something I've been thinking about for me personally, and I'm not proud of this. I'm not advocating this. I'm not any of that. I know my hobbies sometimes that I share change based on the setting. Like for instance, I think we're all perceiving the world around us, right? And we're not necessarily doing a great job of that but we all want to be seen as cool or fun or whatever, or smart, whatever it is, you know? So like, say, maybe it's just because I'm going back to school next week. So, you know, there's some anxiety and nerves about that. But when I get a new professor and we're going around the room, introducing ourselves, asking our hobbies, keep in mind, I've already met all these people. So it's a little lower stakes, but like, what am I going to say that I did over winter break? And maybe to go further, if I'm asked about, to name something I enjoy doing. What am I going to say? I don't know. I guess I'll get into that in the next episode. But I do think the hobbies that we name or the hobbies that we think about or mention or want to do change based on who we're talking to and how we perceive them and their hobbies. You know, if we perceive them to be outdoorsy or very well-educated or very intelligent, very soft-spoken, very artistic. Like, I do think sometimes we can form ourselves to have you know, maybe unique hobbies or interests that align with theirs. And that's not, I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. Like, we're complex people. We all have different hobbies and interests. You know, I would probably put myself as a little bit artsy and a little bit outdoorsy and a little bit this and a little bit that. You know, like, that's fine. But then what are we left with as our hobbies? Like, is the entire concept just freaking stupid? Like, should we start fresh and start over? Or is it something that we live with as, like, we dread when someone asks us our hobbies, but we come up with something stupid. Like, for a job, have you ever had to fill out one of those name things? 
where you like they ask you your name you know your favorite tv show favorite month favorite season favorite food favorite coffee like favorite drink favorite whatever and for a lot of them they ask interests hobbies and so i remember i used to work at this um school program daycare thing and i would work there and i had we had like teacher names on the walls and so i had my teacher thing and i remember i put like the shows i was into um and i put some different hobbies. I remember baking was one of them. I think I put biking as one of them because that was a time in my life when I was biking a lot and enjoying biking a lot. It seems crazy to me now because I don't like biking. Sorry, coffee sip. But like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that just crazy? Like, I looked at that stuff on the wall. I looked at that stuff on the wall later. And I remember thinking at the end of the summer when I was looking at it and taking the name tags and stuff off the wall being like these hobbies don't describe me I haven't baked anything in months I haven't gone biking in a week I haven't done this I haven't watched this show in years and and that's fine like who the freak cares like it's for some kids and their parents on a wall and it doesn't change how they know me in person you know it's just a silly get to know you exercise kind of stupid but but then then what are we left with I guess I'm just struggling with that and I guess none of it really matters you know what I'm saying but like I don't know. It's wild. Anyways, um, yeah. I also just wanted to note that I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I've been also thinking about and experiencing a lot of self-judgment about myself lately over this winter break. Um, so I'm kind of looking through it from, like, this lens of life, of, like, why, I guess, why do I judge myself for my interests or hobbies? Because sometimes I just really get on myself for thinking, you know, my interests are so weird, they're so uncool, they're so lame they're so niche they're too much of all of those they're silly because i'm just reading about stuff and i don't actually do an activity for them or like that kind of thing also if you can hear like sorry if you can hear the construction on my building hope not um but like i've been really getting on myself for that so i've been trying to be more aware of that and also i've been actively trying to kind of diversify that you know think more deeply about i do think this is really interesting why don't i learn about this you know like yeah, I don't know. guess it's something I'm experiencing and thinking about. I also, I guess I'm thinking about the cool thing a lot too. And I'm always thinking about how we think about being cool or not being cool or that kind of thing. Big piece of my existence is thinking about that and why we think that and how irked off it makes me. But I was also listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast, Anything Goes, which is so good. I love it. It's so calming. It makes me feel so good. About I was listening to that about how nobody is cool. Um, which is so true. My mom has been telling me that for basically ever, but a lot recently. Um, and I guess something I've been trying to think about is like that I, I really like it when other people share their interests and when they have unique interests, interests I didn't expect, interests I didn't know about, interests that I don't hold, interests that I maybe want to know more about. Like, I think that's really cool. You know, if someone's never had an interest and then they've told me about it and I've been like, that's a freaking stupid interest. Why would they have that? You know, like, like, oftentimes people react with us with, so, react towards us and we react towards others with so much more kindness than we treat ourselves with, right? Um, damn, sounded like a Hallmark card, but it is true. And so I've been trying to think about like, okay, if one of my friends came to me and they told me that they have this cool new interest in this topic and learning about this topic and they're not doing much with it, but they've read about it and they got a book about it and they're, they watched a TV show about it or a documentary about it, something like that. They've been trying to look into it more. 
I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. Tell me what you learned. You know, like I'd be into that. I'd want to hear about it. I'd want to know about it. I'd be actively engaged and it would just make me more, more knowledgeable. It would help me grow. You know, like I don't, I don't lose anything. And I definitely, my response definitely is not to judge them or bully them for that topic. But it's a lot harder when you're talking to yourself about it. You know, stuff gets really twisted in our mind. I'm a person who's going through a lot of anxiety, goes through a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety right now. And it definitely gets twisted in there. And so it can be really hard to not judge yourself for your hobbies. You know, if I'm reading something on Wikipedia, sometimes the mean thoughts do go through my mind of, hey, this is so stupid. Why am I wasting my time doing this? And like, I don't have anything that important to be doing. That's silly. But I do think about it, you know, like it goes through my mind and that doesn't make it at all true. I'm not saying that. It's not stupid, you know, what makes anything a better use of time than anything else? And what makes a hobby or an interest good and one uninteresting? Nothing. It's all a construct. It's all fake. Um, But we can still feel the tangible results of that. And so that's really hard, too. Um, Also, something else I've been thinking about is like. This is kind of meta, and I guess I'll just end this section on this point, but, like, is learning about people with cool hobbies, cool, in quotation marks, people with other interesting hobbies recently, like, that's been one of my hobbies, is, like, reading about famous artists, famous climbers, famous politicians, famous whoever, whoever. Um, But, like, that's so meta when you think about it. Like, oh my goodness, that's meta. Like, how is my hobby learning about other people with hobbies? But isn't that what we're all just doing? Isn't that kind of sick at the same time? I don't know. Guess I'm really into reading about people, but it's fun. Biographies are fun. Whatever. It's chill. Okay, water break. So now this is kind of the end of my first section. A lot of inconclusive tangential thoughts, but it's fine. And now I'm going to my second section. So stopping this section and starting fresh with the next section. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Here's the second part of this episode, in part because you can only record 30 minutes on Anchor, and in part because I'm trying to make this episode a little longer and transition better. And so, yeah, here's the second part of this kind of hobbies, interest, learning, what the freak is going on episode. So I guess part two, what I labeled this, at least in my notes, is what I've been doing slash learning slash about slash trying to get into and do I actually have any hobbies. Now, I can't say we're going to get conclusive answers on any of these, but I do want to talk a little bit about some of the different things I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do these. It's just stuff that's been kind of resonating with me or hitting or I've been enjoying a little bit or has been bringing me a little bit of peace of mind, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is trivia. Now, this might sound like some nerdy girl shit, but we're embracing it. I love trivia. Here's the thing. I've always enjoyed trivia. I was in Knowledge Bowl in high school. I was in Quiz Bowl in college. If you don't know what those are, they're like academic trivia competitions that I partook in. Never been great at it, but I do really enjoy it. It's fun. And when you get a question, you just feel so smart, so genius. Makes you feel proud of yourself. It's like a team activity, but it's something you can do by yourself. And 
I live in a place where there's this organization called Trivia Mafia that does all of these different organized trivia nights. Like, it's quite big here, so it's like basically every day of the week there's all these different trivia options um, that you can go to. They're free. They're normally at like bars or restaurants or breweries or coffee shops, um, and you can like just hang out with your friends, eat, drink, have some, play some trivia. It's only like a couple hours. It's free. It's chill. Anyone can join. Um, it's very spur of the moment, which is something I like. You don't have to like RSVP or like reserve a spot. You just show up. Um, it's anonymous. Just good vibes. And you get prizes like gift cards to different restaurants and places if you win. So it's a fun thing. We love Trivia Mafia and other trivia too. I know I, pr I like to do sparkle quizzes for like that kind of thing online. Those are fun. That kind of thing, you know? And I think a lot of people like trivia because there's so many different things questions can be about, so many different things to learn about. Um, team activities are fun. Going to bars and restaurants is fun. What's not to like, you know? They should really hire me to promote them, shouldn't they? But anyways, it's not a new like, I guess is what I'm saying. It's just something I've always been interested in. Then now I guess I have more time, ability, knowledge. I don't know what you want to call it whatever to do um and a lot of my friends my roommate my family likes trivia too um so i guess i have some people to do it with but i guess now something i'm experiencing is like i go and i feel really bummed when i lose and i'm still happy i went don't get me wrong but i guess i'm in a little bit of a fragile state where like when i do it i'm like so pumped like for instance last night my roommate and i went um and so we went to trivia at this restaurant near our house. We walked there, super chill. It's a restaurant we like a lot. Um, now it started off a little bit weird because like the restaurant, we thought there was only the one room, but turns out they have a special little bar room that's kind of crusty for trivia in the back. No shade, just like it was a little crustier than usual. Like our water glasses were like dirty and shit. I don't know. It was a weird experience. But anyways, um, that was a little odd. But we were kind of confused. Then there was a QR code to scan the menu, but like you still ordered in person. I don't know. It was just like situationally kind of confusing. And I think we were both a little maybe thrown off, maybe a little more than we should have been by that, but it's fine. Um, but we were still vibing. We were ready for trivia. Then the trivia came and we were ready. There wasn't that many teams there. So like that vibe, because some of them we've gone to, we've gone to a few different trivias recently. There's been like, you know, 20 or 30 teams and we'll get second to last. So our goal was really trying to get above second to last. So see, it's not a hobby that we're good at by any means, but it's something that we're trying to get into, trying to get better at, trying to enjoy, which is the whole entire point, to have shit you can do and enjoy by yourself, with your friends, with your family, with your pet, in your head, with God, with whoever, you know, it doesn't matter. But Anyways, we went to this trivia and we got third to last, which is an improvement. But the questions were a lot easier than the other trivias we've gone to. And so we were really happy, but we really thought we'd do better than that because there was only like eight teams. So the bar is still kind of low, but we're trying and we're probably going to go again later this week. And I will be excited. And I do like going to restaurants and I do like going to breweries and I do like learning about trivia and I do want to get good at trivia so then I can feel more gratified to tell people it's my hobby. Let's get into that. Okay. Am I only going because I want activities to tell people are my hobbies? I don't freaking know. Maybe. 
I do like telling people that I'm into trivia. And not like that in a gleeful way or like a manipulative way or a lie way or anything. I just, I guess I think trivia is something that anyone can do. So it's like very easy to connect with people over. Like to connect with like, like I know a lot of coworkers go to trivia or like friend groups, that kind of thing. Like it's very easy to connect with people over. So I feel like it's a good starter thing, you know, like to tell your friends, your study group, your roommates, like whatever. It's also like a very low commitment, low effort, um, that kind of thing. Anyways, moving on. So now, I also think trivia is cool because it's an excuse to do sporkle quizzes and other trivia activities in my free time. Like if I go to trivia in person and I get vaguely good at it, then I can justify doing the sporkle quizzes, which is like a quiz website that I mentioned earlier in my free time about stupid shit, like Harry Potter characters, Taylor Swift songs. We don't support twerfs though, even though we are a Harry Potter super fan um, and et cetera, other things. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I do like doing quizzes in my free time and maybe it's an excuse to do quizzes. It shouldn't, I shouldn't need an excuse to do quizzes because maybe quizzes are my hobby, but whatever. It's kind of fun. It's all fun. Trivia is cool. And maybe you should go if you're looking for something to do. Um, okay. The next thing I've been getting into, I'm going to finish my coffee here first. Hmm. Okay. Next thing, documentaries, specifically and especially extreme sport documentaries. Okay. This started, I was, not that I'm not sad, but like I was, I'm go, I've been going through it recently and I started watching these extreme climbing, free climbing documentary, which is to my understanding, not that I'm an expert or that I know what's going on, but it appears that they're climbing without a harness or ropes or anything like that. They're just climbing up the side of cliffs and shit. Sorry. And stuff. Um, and here's the thing. I'm vaguely scared of heights in some circumstances. I also went rock climbing at summer camp when I was little and got absolutely terrified, burst into tears and forced them to take me off the climbing wall. So maybe this might seem weird because I don't really climb in real life but i've really enjoyed watching these movies and i might make a whole episode about this but i watched um it was called 14 peaks i think nothing is impossible um it was about um this one climber who was british and nepali and he climbed all the he was part of a team him and his team climbed all of the 14 peaks over eight thousand either feet or meters, the 8,000, 8,000ers they were called, I think, um, to, um, for like this nothing is impossible mission charity thing they did in like a short period of time. Um, the footage, I think some of it's drone footage and some of it's just like video footage and some of it's, I don't know, helicopter footage is also so stunning in that documentary. It's so inspiring. Um, seeing the guy's connection with his team and his mother, it also kind of shines some light on like Sherpas, like the Sherpas versus climbers dynamic and that kind of thing. And like changes with the popularity of climbing, in climbing increasing, like it's by the guy who took um, the photo of like the traffic jam on Mount Everest. So he talked about that. I'm so sorry. I should have prepared more. I'm blanking on his name. Um, and he went by names. Um, but it was really great. So inspiring. So well done insane to see how much he trained the footage was incredible 
Um, I love seeing the footage of the base camp, side note, like the base camps on the different peaks. Um, and it was really fun to like kind of research along as I was watching it because this was the first one I watched um, and it really took my breath away. It was so interesting and so entertaining and so informative and just really incredibly well done. I thought I really enjoyed it. Um, and I was like Googling the peaks, reading more about, you know, like the climbing culture um, and like that kind of thing. And it just, I felt like I learned so much from both re like watching it and also from my research. Like I just really enjoyed it. I feel like I'm yammering on about it, but phenomenal, incredible. Um, yeah. Then I watched, um, I watched The Alpinist, um, which is about a young climber, um, and kind of this media team following him making a documentary as he kind of goes off the grid. Um, and it was really, really sad, um, really incredibly sad. Um, I didn't know anything about it going in, but it was also really incredible and inspiring to see someone else's um, perspective on life. Um, and yeah. And then the third one I watched was called Free Solo, which um, featured some people who were in the first two documentaries. Um, and it was about a, another young climber who um, it kind of got more into his relationship. He was living in a van and he met his partner and like moving into a house and kind of um, his attempts at climbing um, this one path, free soloing it and then um, video footaging it essentially. Um, not a great explanation, but those are the three that I've watched so far. I definitely want to watch more and learn more. Um, I guess something, Something I've also been thinking about with this, which might be way too meta, but like I really enjoyed watching them and there's been like a really big appeal in watching them. It's brought me a lot of peace, a lot of calm, a lot of, it's really helped me connect. I feel like more with like the world. Like I live um, in a place where it's winter right now and it's very cold, very hard to be outside. And so for me seeing like the footage of other people out in the cold on these peaks or like just the beautiful kind of nature footage, drone footage, earth footage. I've always loved stuff like that, like the Our Planet kind of thing. I just think the footage is so incredible in that kind of thing. And I've always loved like earth photography, drone photography, um, that kind of thing. And so it's really inspiring to me. Like it kind of takes your breath away in a way. And just like seeing people live in this more off-grid, like free, unjudgmental way where they just seem to be doing whatever they want with their lives is so inspiring to me. And it's really given me a lot of release from my own self-judgment, which is weird because this isn't about me at all and I shouldn't make it about me. But it's given me a lot of release from that. And it's a really good reminder, I think, that the world is so much bigger than ourselves and that we are so small in comparison. Um, it just offers like really peaceful, unique perspectives, I think, that I, as someone who lives in an urban area and as someone who lives in the US and as, an anxious person in my head, as a person who feels like I am afraid and scared of many, many things, it's given me a lot of peace as someone who's been struggling through that too, just to watch that and see how these people live um, and how much they do because they want to do it, I guess. And I just think that's so cool and incredible. And it's, yeah, 
there's a lot of reasons why I really enjoyed watching those. Um, and why they've been really impactful on me lately. Okay. This is different. It's not like a documentary in the same way. And it's a lot less serious. Well, not not serious, but like not in the same way as the other ones that I watched were. Um, and it, I watched the show that I started watching my roommate called Wild Croc, Wild Croc Territory. It's about this guy and his team and his family in Alaska. His name is Matt. I think his name is Matt Wright, but I'm not sure. Um, and I was just watching this yesterday, so it's quite fresh in my mind compared to the other ones, because the other ones I all watched like a few weeks ago. Um, but this is a TV show, and it's more, it's it's very lighthearted. It's on Netflix. Um, but it's essentially just talking about like, this. it's showing this guy catching crocodiles and releasing them in Australia to safer environments where they don't harm human, cattle, other animals, that kind of thing. Um, and at first when I saw it, I was like, why in the world would I watch this? But then I watched it and I was like, this is so interesting. The nature footage is incredible. It's incredible to see a crocodile that close. Um, what they're doing just seems like it's really for the right reasons and like an appreciation of these animals and in wanting them to have the best life they can and survive while not harming humans or other animals. Um, and it was just really interesting. I'm also, I'm not Australian and I've never been to Australia, so it's really cool to see different, you know, different cultures, different landscapes, that kind of thing. Um, and it's also kind of free and off the grid in the same way that some of the other documentaries and kind of, like it still provides perspective, but it's definitely different than documentaries, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's interesting, entertaining. But yeah, that's what I've been watching lately, I guess. Um, then, okay, some art. Should I talk about art? Uh, still getting into this, might do it today. I'm trying to get back into painting. I started painting during the COVID pandemic when I was at home. I mean, I painted before that for school and stuff. Um, I did some sketching yesterday with pens. I always loved colored pens. Um, and I did some printmaking during a class in the COVID pandemic as well and after that. But it's hard to get into. It's hard to do around other people. You know, there's a lot of judgment with art. Maybe there's just a lot of judgment with everything in my mind. Yeah, I think that's right. But anyways, I I do think making art is really important, really calming. My roommate makes a lot of art, and that's inspiring to me. My mom does a lot of arts and crafts. Um, and so I do want to do that. I find it really calming to do stuff with my hands like that. And so I'm hoping I can get more into that in the next you know, a few days, um, that kind of thing, and just really release and enjoy that. It's definitely not about, it doesn't, it shouldn't be about being good at it, even though I still get mixed up about that in my head sometimes, but I do love how calming that kind of thing feels. And then games, literally, I don't mean video games, I mean literal games. Like my roommate and I have been playing so many games, especially Bananagrams. We've been playing a lot of Bananagrams, a lot of this Harry Potter battle game we got, and a lot of Big Boggle, which is a word game. I love word games. Literally, I played Bananagrams by myself for an hour the other day, and I was self-judging myself all the way around with it. But it was fun, and I did finish, which I was quite proud of. And then I also have been doing the crosswords. I'm being New York Times crossword girly. 
sometimes I'll do a lot of times I'll do the old crosswords I also do start doing the sparkle crosswords I also have a crossword book I have a fill-in book which is another type of word puzzle a framework book a Sudoku book I also do Sudoku's online I do the wordle I sometimes do the spelling via the letterbox which are like the other New York Times mini games but I've just been just been going at it it's fun I really enjoy doing crosswords it's something to do why not who says it's a bad waste of time Sometimes my mind, but it's not. So I don't know. It can be really calming to focus on that kind of thing too. Um, and they keep your mind smart or young or agile or whatever. So those are cool too. I would definitely recommend getting a puzzle book. I have the penny press ones. I also have some other ones. Um, yeah, they vibe. And then podcasts. I don't actually mean starting this podcast. I mean listening to podcasts crazy but i did start this podcast in my hobby maybe i'm in my hobby era maybe that's what i should call this hmm. trippy but i've been trying to listen to more podcasts because i do like how they make me feel some of the time a lot of the time um i've been listening to according to with megan and sierra for a long time and anything goes for a while um i just started listening to hannah elise's podcast um, and i just started listening to the moments podcast which she also recommended with lexi hidalgo um, I listen to The Daily by the New York Times, and I listen to Strict Scrutiny, which is a legal podcast about the Supreme Court by some law professors. Um, so I've just been trying to get more into podcasts, um, more into current events, more into mindfulness, that kind of thing. Kind of a lot of that through podcasts and learning like that, media like that. And then sports. Okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing with sports. I'm going to drink some water. I... I'm not like the least educated person on sports, but I'm also not into sports. Like, I don't know teams. I don't really follow football. That kind of, I don't follow the NFL, I should say. That kind of thing. Um, but the sport I do follow is college gymnastics. And I'm not like diehard. Like, I don't go to every meet. But I do watch the videos on YouTube. I know the teams. I know what teams I like. I know different gymnasts. Like, I know scoring and that kind of thing decently well. I'm so sorry, also, if you can hear the construction on my apartment. Awkward, but it's fine. We're going to keep um, But anyways, for the first time in my life, I went to a college gymnastics meet this week. So that was pretty fire. I was so, so nervous, and parking was a freaking nightmare. But I tried so hard to be calm and vibey and not to get upset, even though I missed the first rotation. And there's four rotations from the parking. Um, but it was, like, pretty affordable to go to. I think I spent $15 on the ticket. Um, and I could see quite well. There wasn't a ton of people there. Um, and I brought my roommate, and she doesn't know much about gymnastics, but we had a really good time. I really enjoyed it. We also got pizza after. It was fun. Um, just really cool to see in person. Um, and, yeah, so that was kind of a step for me. We also have YouTube TV right now, so we can watch the Golden Globes tonight. Um yeah, I'm recording this on the day of the Golden Globes. Um, so we'll see. You know, maybe I'll watch more sports with that. Don't know. And then I guess I also want to talk about some things like hobbies or interests that I want to get more or back into. Um, so something I've been thinking about a lot because I live in a winter state is essentially winter sports. Sorry, I'm watching the people outside my window. Classic. Um, but I did winter sports. As I said, I was on a ski team and I skied when I was younger. 
Um, and then I got kind of burnt out. It wasn't very enjoyable. Um, and then I kind of stopped. And then I kind of became this person who like hated winter, not like actually, but like as part of my identity. Like I just really dreaded the coldness. Um, a lot of the times when I've struggled with my mental health, it has been winter break, which I sort of got at in the last episode, but the coldness um, of where I live and like the darkness, how early it gets dark, um, the cloudiness kind of doesn't really help. Like there's a lot of seasonal affective disorder kicking in, which is really common here. Um, it's just hard to go outside, hard to do fun stuff, hard to exercise, that kind of thing. And for me, that's stuff that's really important, um, especially for my mental health. And so I kind of turned into this person who like, hated winter by default, I guess. And I don't, I didn't actually hate it, but it was hard. I would dread it. I would feel down, depressed, upset during it. Um, not always like severely or anything like that, but it just wasn't my time. And I had a lot of time seeing the good parts of it or like the cool stuff I could do. And so one of my goals for this year, and this has been something I've been thinking about for a while, was to get more into winter and to find ways to enjoy it, find outdoor activities I could do, find indoor activities I could do find ways to appreciate the beauty of it and to get through it more pleasantly, to feel more active, all of that. Um, and that's hard because that takes time and money. Mm, have more time than money right now. But, you know, I don't always have a lot of time either when school starts. But I've been trying to get into that. Um, like, I want to learn to snowboard or go snowboarding once, I guess, is what I want to do, which I don't know when it'll happen, but I'm hoping it still can. I want to try cross-country skiing again with my mom. Um, my roommate and I have been talking about going ice skating with some friends, which I used to dread. And a lot of these are activities that I kind of dread. Like, oh, my mom and I are going to go snowshoeing. That's another one. But, like, skating and skiing and snowboarding, honestly, going anywhere new, doing anything new, it brings out the anxiety, you know, the social anxiety, the nerves, whatever you want to call it. Not, like, that severely, but sometimes severely. And so it can be really hard, but I do want to find ways to enjoy winter more. And I'm really set on that. And that kind of leads me to my next thing, which is I want to get back into baking. And I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, I baked a lot during COVID and it was something I took a lot of pride in and I really enjoyed. I was baking every few days and I lived in a house with more people then. So it was pretty easy to bake and just have people eat it right away and be go it be gone without feeling like I was like overdoing myself or not looking out for my health or anything like that. Um, and not that I need to think that either way, just like it worked well because I had a lot of people to eat it right there. Um, and a lot of people who encouraged me to and wanted to eat it and that kind of thing. Um, or like eat the different cookies, bars, cakes, that kind of thing. That was mainly what I was making. Um, and I haven't really done that lately since I moved. I made cookies once or twice, I think. Um, but I kind of lost my touch with that. And I kind of lacked kind of be, I've kind of come to a place where I lack more confidence in the kitchen than I used to. Um, and part of that's like a new oven, new stove. I moved in the summer and now it's winter. So I still haven't really baked a ton here. So I don't really know, like, you know, you get kind of used to your oven and your place. So I think that's part of it. Part of it is just the motivation. Part of it is feeling silly now because I only live with one other person, which is so messed up because I should just bake if I want to bake. I can save it. I can freeze it. I can give it away to random people on the street. Why not? I'll, get, I'll go for walks and just give people I pass cookies. Why the freak not? Could be great. And I think once school starts, like in the next week or so, I'm hoping to start baking again because then I'm thinking I can bring cookies or that kind of thing to school, which could be really fun. But I find it really calming to do that work with my hands. It's also great to have a fun treat to eat 
also takes up a lot of time. You can also listen to stuff while you're doing it. Um, I love baking and cooking shows a lot, and so I'm trying to get into those too, even though they don't always distract my mind in the best way. Um, but I'm trying to get into that, and I'm trying to get back into that. And I'm really hoping that that's something I can really harness and do more of lately, or I guess in the coming in the coming days, weeks, months, minutes, whatever. Yeah. Wow, this, ep this episode's been inconclusive. But I guess this section's some of the stuff I'm trying to enjoy or get more into or get into or get back into, whatever you want to call it. My hobbies, my interests, whatever. And these are just a few things. But I don't know. Maybe it's something you haven't thought of doing. Maybe I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. Just stuff. But it's a weird thing to think about. Very meta. Okay, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.